Welcome to Freedom from Pornography, a podcast hosted by me, JT Weatherford. This podcast is for men who are seeking to break free from their addiction to pornography. If you're listening to this, chances are you're struggling with a problem that you're not quite sure how to solve. You might feel isolated, ashamed, and unsure of how to talk about your struggles with others. But the truth is you are not alone. Pornography addiction is a very common problem that affects men of all ages and backgrounds. It can be a difficult habit to break, but it's not impossible. In this podcast, we will be discussing the challenges and strategies for overcoming pornography addiction and finding freedom in your life. Together, we'll explore the root causes of this problem and offer practical tips and support for anyone who's ready to take the first steps towards recovery. So if you're ready to take control of your life and break free from the hold of pornography, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Today, I want to talk to you guys about the power of shame and how it can affect a man's heart. And a big thing that I want to talk about too is the difference between shame versus guilt. There's some differences there that can kind of help you understand maybe more of why you keep turning to pornography and the, the promises that it makes but they will never be fulfilled because only God can fulfill those promises. So to start, I want to go back to the Surfing for God book. Uh, Michael John Cusick really talks a lot about this, and he dedicates a whole chapter to it called Shame and Core Beliefs. Um, But he even says at the very beginning, that uh, lays the groundwork of the difference between shame and guilt. He says, Understanding shame is crucial in our journey from lust and addiction to freedom. This can be especially confusing and complex in the church, where leaders and lay people often use condemnation, judgment, and shame to motivate people toward right behavior. The thing that I think of right away is the famous Jonathan Edwards speech, um, Hellfire and Brimstone, something like that, where he literally puts the fear of God into people and... um, uses that condemnation and judgment of you are sinner. And I, I can't remember the name of that. You are sinner, sinners in the hands of an angry God. That's what it is. That was buried way back in the file cabinet in my brain. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, um, sinners in the hands of an angry God. And from what I've heard stories about how Jonathan Edwards preached that was he was very kind of monotone talking through it, but it freaked people out because they were so afraid of judgment. And it is powerful, and God can use that to persuade people. However, with pornography, you can't do that. You will only shame a man and push them further into their cycle of their addiction. And judging is going to and condemn and condemning that man will make them feel worthless and make them feel like nobody loves them feel completely unloved and unwanted um but god has a better way and god will pursue you no matter what so going back to the book says, for starters, shame is often confused with guilt. Guilt is the conviction we feel when we have violated some standard, when we have done wrong. For instance, if a person lies, steals, or commits adultery, he will typically feel some sense of guilt for having done wrong. In Rob's case, that was a story earlier, um, 
He felt guilty for what he did and for the hurtful consequences that resulted. Scripture promises that our sin can lead us to God through the cross of Christ, where we can experience cleansing, forgiveness, and restoration. But while guilt says, I have done wrong, shame says, I am wrong. That's a big, big difference there. Shame is a feeling which quickly becomes a belief that we are defective, flawed, bad, or worthless. The lens of shame always focuses not on what a person has done, but on who the person is. It focuses on oneself. The heaviness and torment of shame are unbearable. And the verdict is always the same, that at our core we are inferior, inadequate, or unacceptable. At the core of a man's heart, they need to feel they are enough. Do I have what it takes? And this is where Satan will attack the heart of a man is to make them feel inadequate, make them feel unloved. And then we resort to shame. Now we'll feel guilty when we do things wrong. Absolutely. That's going to happen no matter what. However, shame is a different story and will tell you that you suck, you're miserable, you're nobody loves you. And those are the lies that a man will those are the lies that a man will believe. And those are the feelings that he will feel. Then the question is, how do you break free from that? I still don't have that all figured out. Am I much better at it? Yes than what I was eight years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And that's been just because of a lot of work with a counselor and reframing the mindset. Your mind is a powerful, powerful tool. It is unreal watching how the mind works when somebody's in the shame cycle. And this is like, we are the the worst critic of any one person is yourself. What kind of story are you telling in your head? Brene Brown does a lot of stuff, and I actually need to look up more of her stuff um, about shame and mindset and how you just need to just easier said than done. Need to change your mindset and reframe to that positive thinking. When you go into the negative stuff, that's when shame comes up. And that's when it comes down to, I am unloved. I am unworthy. When you're not. And will you have doubts and disbelief and dis- and unbelief, I guess, disbeliefs? Sure. Yeah, you'll have those. But Does that define you as a person? Absolutely not. God is who defines us. And God will show you who you truly are as long as you listen. And that's where he talks about going back to the book. Um, Let me find it here. God doesn't shame us. And in the book, he says, Nevertheless, God pursues us even in the face of our disobedience and broken trust. And he goes on to talk about Adam and Eve and how in the garden, God pursued them and saying, Adam, where are you? 
even though God knew exactly what happened, he knew all along what was going to happen. Yet God still pursues you and says, where are you? There's a story that I want to share that a personal story that really shaped me. And I've worked a lot with the counselor through this, and it was really hard. Um, and it leads into my heart wound. And if you don't know what the heart wound is, look up John Eldridge, and he talks about it in, um, in the Wild at Heart series and going through his boot camp and stuff and i've been through it a couple times and i have actually led a group of men through it and it's very very powerful so if you have a chance to look at that and to participate in that that's just a life-changing event that they host a couple different places mainly here in colorado but they also i think do one in australia and a couple other places too anyways the heart wound is what is the message that you have believed in um, growing up and how has that shaped you and how has that formed your beliefs about yourself? But one of my, when I first went through the first boot camp, it came up of, I kind of matter, but not really. And this story really sheds light on that. And it goes into how shame and how I am feeling unloved and unwanted. So back when I was in high school, um, we went to church youth group and had a great time. Loved youth group. Loved going every Sunday night. Um, Wednesday night, I think it was too. We just did a lot of stuff with the church trips and all sorts of stuff. Absolutely loved it. There was this event though that was called the main event and what it was was it would be a weekend long trip up to Greeley, Colorado where we would do um, different um, sports. They had basketball, volleyball, um, they had just a bunch of different things and then they had a talent show. <clears throat> um, I usually played in basketball and that was a lot of fun and I absolutely loved that. Um, some great memories from that. One of the ones that, so I decided one year to do a talent show, to do a talent in front of these judges. And I came up with the idea. I was just learning to play the guitar and I wanted to do that song, Here I Am to Worship. Well, initially I wanted to do a Casting Crown song and my guitar lessons teacher said, he goes, yeah, those are mostly, the song I wanted to do was uh, a piano song and he goes you can do it with guitar but it would be really hard and he goes and you're not there yet so I ended up changing to an easier song and did here I am to worship and then I wanted somebody to sing with me so I got a friend she was awesome she sang really well we did it together anyways long story short at the end of the weekend they do awards and they based on how well you did in the talent show and I was excited I was like well I don't think I got the gold award or anything like that but I was like I put a lot of hard work into this a lot of time a lot of dedication into it and when it came time they called up everybody 
and they called up my friend to get the award, but my name was never mentioned. And this still hurts because I think about it now. And I remember going to my dad and just burying my head in his chest and just bawling. And it wasn't so much that I wanted that award. It was the, or even the recognition. It was the fact that it was all the hard work and effort that I put into it and to not even have my name mentioned. And that that really, really hurt. And it was the, and then, so then here's the, here's the, another part of this story was my uncle had died a couple of days before the event. So then we ended up leaving um, before the very last day. Um, like they had the basketball championship and stuff, all the sports championships on the very last day. So we weren't able to stay for that. So we had to go to his funeral. But then I found out later that they, my youth pastor got wind of what happened and then my friend who sang with sang while I played the guitar, she didn't want to accept the award because she knew how upset I was. And she was like, no, this isn't right. We both did this together. And the reason they didn't give me an award was because there wasn't a classification for that category. And they didn't know where to categorize, categorize me and her into their system or whatever. And then, but they did it for a different group. And that just made me mad. And, but, and they recognized that group for something that they didn't have a category for. So then on that last day, they, uh, my youth pastor got wind of it, brought it to the leadership team. And they realized this is like, oh, we made a mistake. And then they gave the award, announced my name or whatever. I wasn't there. So I didn't hear it. I wasn't there. So I don't know how that went down. But it it really hit me hard in the wound of I kind of matter, but not really, was that I was recognized at the end, but did anybody really even notice? And then Satan really played with my head for a long time on that, in that story. And going to that shame of, I am unloved. I am not worthy. I am inadequate. And I ended up not playing the guitar for a very, very long time. And I'll go through phases of it now, even where it's like, I'll pick it up for a few months, play it, and then put it away. And I don't know that that story affected that outcome with playing the guitar. If it's just me and how my personality is, it's just like, I kind of also has to constantly be doing something new because I get bored easily. But I just want to share with that with you because that is how powerful shame is. That is how much shame can completely distort a man's mind. And when you believe the lies deep down and you take that on as an identity, Satan's going to hit you hard and he will use that against you to no end. So I just want to encourage you that you're not alone with the shame. 
you're not alone with the feelings of inadequacy and do I have what it takes? Majority of men, probably easily 99% of men struggle with that. And the 1% was Jesus who didn't. So, um, and if they tell you they don't struggle with that feeling of inadequacy, they're lying because at some point along the way, they have struggled with that. And just know that there are men out there that love you. There are people that care about you. God absolutely cares about you and he is pursuing you. Don't be afraid to ask for help either because you cannot do this alone. Find a group of men, find a counselor, work through these things because you're such a, you're a much better man, a much better human being and able to contribute more towards your family, your work your friends, your relationships. And you once you dive into that shame and go into those hard places and those hard stories that have shaped you, you can start to find freedom from that. I hope this encourages somebody someday today and that it will help you break free from the bondage of shame, which will ultimately help you break free from the addiction or pornography. I love you all. You are strong. You are courageous. You are brave. You got this. Go fight and go win the day. Thank you for joining us on Freedom from Pornography today. We hope that this podcast has helped you to understand more about the challenges and solutions for overcoming pornography addiction. Remember that you are not alone in this journey and there are people and resources available to support you. Keep in mind that breaking free from pornography addiction takes time and effort, and it may not be easy, but with the right mindset and strategies, it is possible to find freedom from this destructive habit. We encourage you to continue learning and seeking support as you work towards recovery. Remember to be kind to yourself and celebrate your progress, no matter how small it may seem. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you'll join us again for more discussions on finding freedom from pornography. If you'd like to learn more, head over to freedomfrompornography.com where there's great resources and you can even join a community of like-minded men trying to break free from this habit. Have a wonderful day.